after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, you are tuning into the AfterBuzz TV After Show for America's Got Talent. Tonight we're going to be chatting about the sixth week of auditions, so stick with us, you don't want to miss it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey everyone, and welcome. We are jamming to Genuine, some 90s music. We will chat about the group that danced danced and sang to this song in a little bit, but I am your host. My name is Danny Golub, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. My fellow co-hosts, where can they find you on the internet? Hey guys, I'm Liza Rubin, and you can find me on Instagram at Liza.Rubin. And hey everybody, my name is Anissa Bar. You can find me on the internet at Anissa Bar with three R's at the end. The World Wide Web. Yep. WWW. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a lot that happened in uh, last night's episode. Um, I feel wrong starting with anything other than than talking about and giving almost a moment of our thoughts and prayers to Brandon Rogers and his family. Um, he is the young man who he was last in tonight's uh, last night's episode, and he is a singer. He's a doctor, twenty nine years old, so talented. The four judges loved him. He got a standing ovation. So aside from the fact that he is just a pure, pure talent, he is a humble, kind, giving person who unfortunately, tragically passed away in a car accident exactly one month from yesterday when the episode aired, um, and. The network and NBC and everything asked his family what they wanted to do with the audition and they wanted to to share it. And so I'm so glad that they shared that moment with us because now that will live on forever. Like it was number one trending on YouTube yesterday and very well deserving because he is a pure God-given talent and it is such a tragedy that he is now gone. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to him. We can obviously talk about his act if you guys want, but just wanted to send positive vibes to his friends and family. If any of you are watching, we are thinking of you, definitely. I couldn't even say it better than what you just said. Um, I do want to point out that he really did sound like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wasn't, I was writing my notes down, and then I just, all I could think of is, like, Stevie Wonder singing it, or, like, he's, like, a mini version of him. Uh, and the first Doctor to ever. Right. Well, I know. It was just crazy, because you're watching this, and you're just like, wow, this guy's amazing R and B vibes, and, like, it was just, you know, you were blown away. And Simon even said he was one of the best singers that they've had so far in the competition. And, and I couldn't agree more. And part of me was saying, I was like, wow, I wonder if those things were, like, edited and after. But then they were cutting to him, so it was, like, it was real, you know? And it's crazy to think that he's just gone and what a, you know, special moment his family now has to watch forever. Um, and, you know, that he shared those moments with his parents on the phone. And, I mean, I obviously was an emotional wreck watching this, like, sobbing at my desk at work. But as I'm sure everyone was while watching this across Across, you know the world and the country and um, there definitely is not going to be a dry eye no. in the audience of anyone if they if they had known what was going to happen so uh, mm-hmm. I mean yeah again thoughts with him and his family and everyone that is affected by that um, what a like a humble beautiful soul and I'm so glad we got yeah. to see him before you know this happened and, and I think this is what he probably wanted uh, mm-hmm. he probably wanted hey if uh, since I'm gone I want the world to know 
who I am, what mm-hmm. kind of yeah. God-given talent I have. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's gone, it's like, like it, it shocked me. I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah, it, it, is, it is so shocking. And it's so sad to watch something like that, just knowing that information now. Um, uh, yeah, quite unfortunate timing. It's never good timing for something like that. But, you know, to have that airing right now is just so hard because, you know, he probably would have loved to have seen everyone's positive reactions to him, which unfortunately he can't, but I'm sure he is uh, from somewhere very happy with the response that people have had towards him because he has been... uh blowing up on social media the last couple days as I mean well deserving and mm-hmm. everyone I mean I saw comments I was reading the YouTube comments and someone was like I haven't cried in four years but watching this act just like brought me to tears and so I think there's a lot of people connecting with him and everyone can relate to you know any sort of tragic loss yeah. and, and so, at 29 mm-hmm. yeah 29 years old and he had just like accomplished so much and yeah. he's just like finished you know med school and is now helping other people and yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful tribute, and if anything, it's it's lovely that, you know, this show provided a platform where his story is now able to be shared with the right. much larger audience, because unfortunately, in situations like that, it may have just happened either way, yeah. you know, right. and so um, it's, it's nice that his story will now, like, live on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, thinking about uh, everyone affected by that, but moving on to the rest of last night's episode, um, we started with... Uh, genuine singing pony that was in honor of Five Alive boy band. They are from Miami and they did a bit of like a 90s remix. Brought me back to 90s boy band vibes like Backstreet Boys and um, they could dance and sing. I felt like this should have been aired on a Thursday for a throwback Thursday. <laughs> what do you guys think about them? Uh, okay, they were great. Um, I enjoyed it. Really brought me back to my childhood in the 90s and living those Backstreet Boys in yeah. sync kind of days. I don't know, something really didn't do it for me. Their dancing was a little bit hokey and kind of outdated. Mm, Yeah. I just, I think to either One Direction or even Justin Bieber, who isn't in a boy band per se, but the floor work is just amazing. You're glued to the TV, and um, I didn't really get that excitement with this Mm. band. Um, I don't know. They also weren't as cute as I thought they were going to be. To be honest, you know, you think of, you know, uh, Aaron or not Aaron, Nick Carter, um, you know, and those boys, and you were just like, wow, dream. Yeah, and Issa was even saying, like, I didn't feel like they were actually their age. Yeah. Yeah, no. like, they said um, they were, like, 18 and 20, but they definitely looked older than that. Yeah, they looked older, <laughs> but who are we to judge? Yeah, But true. at the same time... We are here to judge, no. <laughs> I agree with Heidi, like, she didn't like the act, I didn't like the act, but they did have a lot of confidence. You gotta that's give true. them that. Mm-hmm. Mel and B loved it, and maybe, maybe that's because she was a part of this 90s exactly. era. Exactly. true. It probably brought her brought back. Brought her back, yeah good old days but <laughs> I think that these guys like I understand it's not easy to bring something back that was already done um, not everything's gonna work out correctly mm-hmm. boy bands uh, as for a lot of us who live in that generation know who real, what real talent looks like and everything like that and these guys do have real talent but boy bands are not coming back well, it's it's I don't see it I okay, so I think Simon brought the boy band back with One Direction. I think he reinvented it, mm-hmm. but this is just kind of going backwards in time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh, I, I see. Just a new version of the okay. boy band exists. Exactly. It's just, it just looks differently than it did in 1998 yeah. versus right. 2017. Yeah. Because like One Direction's not doing wow, dance been... moves or anything. They're just singing, and these kids are dancing, singing, and trying to do right. the whole package. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been like 20 years since that stuff, which is crazy to even think about because that makes me feel old, which I'm not. So I know, wow. right? <laughs> I should uh, take the posters down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that signed autograph needs to go. 
Yeah. Um, and Mike Young, the New York subway singer who'd been singing in the subways for 37 years, was who I watched next. And, like, wow, he sang a Righteous Brothers song. And I literally wrote, damn, he's good. Because, <laughs> like, he's was so cute with saying, you know, that he doesn't get paid as well by people in the subway on Mondays and Tuesdays, but on Thursdays and Fridays when people get paid is when he gets paid. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was just such a pure, raw talent to see from someone who doesn't have any, like, you know, classical training that's just been singing um, in the subway, but that shows that practice can get you good at anything. Yeah. And um, passion. Practice yeah, he, passion. he's, yeah, what do you guys think of him? Well, he's 50-something, so, yeah, that's I mean. Yeah, something, 50-something. <laughs> that's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice, 37 years in the subway doing that, and good for him that he's, you know, doing this. Because not everybody's gonna stick with stick it. with yeah. it, and he's been you know the subways probably helped him a lot. He even said, even a hug is better than money. Mm. So that is really cool, and I really dig to his vibe. His song gave me an old blue blue soul type of mm-hmm. music from like back in the day. Definitely. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I have a lot of questions for him. I mm. feel like I just I want to know like. Is he okay down there? Is he hot? Does he ever get... I don't know. Does he bring a change of clothes with him? Does he have to pay to cross the gate and mm, perform in the subway? I don't know. I just have so many questions. Um, aside from that, I honestly think he should have gotten the golden buzzer. You think? Yeah. I with think he was like so deserving. Mm. Um, I think that, not to give it away, but a lot of times the golden buzzer it goes to a sob story. Not that they're any less deserving of it. Yeah. Um, not that this wasn't a sub story, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, I think it was spun in a positive way, but he must face some serious challenges. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought he was unreal, um, by I the like way. I like to hit my own golden buzzer sometimes. We're hitting so the golden buzzer. Yes. I think we should have our own buzzers. <laughs> we should. We, we should, should get some. We should yeah. get a nice a golden We'll go buzzer. on amp. Too bad we missed Prime Day or I would have bought us all buzzers. Oh, damn. Next I'll buy time. us some. Next and I'll buy time. us X's as well. <laughs> but um, he also performed the song from Ghost, has anyone ever seen Ghost? The movie? I've heard the of movie. the movie. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a Righteous Brothers song, yeah. It's really brought me back. And I almost <laughs> tears. It was just, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Like you said, raw talent. And mm-hmm. obviously he has the drive and the passion to just get up every single day and do this in a subway. Right. Yeah. You know, amazing. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy feat. Um, and like you said, like you have a lot of questions for him. I feel like he's the kind of person that's just like full of so much knowledge and has so much to give, even just aside from like music. I feel like he must have great stories. So. Yeah. yeah. Great what people a, watching a, down there. Yeah, what a cool guy. Um, next up was Jonathan Rennie. He did the rollabola with the skateboards and like stacked them super tall and he revealed that he was married and his mother-in-law didn't even know. So that was... <laughs> That was uh, now silly. They do. Yep, now she does. <laughs> Seven months in. Congratulations to him and his wife. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was scary. Uh, this is like why I love watching AGT because you get to see stuff like that, which you don't get to see everywhere. No. Um, I was nervous for him. What yeah. do you guys think? Well, it was just crazy because I don't know if anyone has ever tried. The, is it a roller bola? Yeah, that's what it's okay, called. Okay, so I don't know if anyone has ever tried it, but it is just. Crazy. I, I would fall on my face. It's crazy. Right. The amount of core strength you have to have and balance. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he did it because he did it with one. They were like facing two different directions. There were three directions. of them. Yeah, yeah stacked. So one was moving this way, and the other was moving this way. Wait. It was just, it was crazy. Have you done um, it? You tried. Yeah, I tried it once. Oh. I never you tried it. Helping you because I feel like if I even were to try to step on, I'd have to have like someone yeah. to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm never trying that again because it really oh. hurt. Oh, okay. Um, but okay, as amazing as this was, I it was it was it was, just it was cool person. to see. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. He would really have to bring something 
you know, great to the next time he performed. I don't know if I'd want to... I'd be like, cool, great, next... Yeah, fair. I feel like they edit it too soon. Mm. When, you know, like, they obviously they edit yeah, the show. Yeah, But I feel like we should have seen a little bit more. I feel like they gave us a little bit more, but, but, with, but with the editing and the time, they cut it too loose, and all of a sudden everyone's cheering. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. but... Hey, I feel like he should be in the circus. Yeah. Yeah. I got that circus type of vibe. Yeah. Um, he had a good personality too, yeah, good you know. Yeah, good personality, but I good think that presence. this is something for like the circus, which is not a bad thing at all. No. It's just definitely, it's, yeah. it's just the Yeah. Team. Um I think yeah, it was, it was definitely it was definitely a talent and I feel like America's Got Talent is like America's talent show mm-hmm. and so like this is a perfect stage for something like that. Like if you're going to be able to do that, you may as well show someone because it's definitely not easy. So He could go to Vegas and be in one of those shows like Zoomanity or another like, I think one of those he would stage be shows. a portion of a show. Exactly. Yeah, he could totally. go to Vegas and be in Agreed. a show but not have yeah. his own show. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hope this gives him the platform to be able to like reach those heights of heights figuratively uh, and literally no that he wants. Um, pun is definitely intended there. Yeah. Um, next up was my personal favorite. Um, I love comedians and I love comedians on the show. Harrison Greenbaum, who is like maybe my future husband. I loved him. I don't know about that. Well, I don't either, <laughs> but I'm not really sure. He So he does this whole thing about how he came out to his parents as a comedian, but that he's not actually gay. And and the, my favorite part was, like, you look and you sound like you want cucumbers, so I'm going to give you cucumbers. <laughs> he was really funny. And he I, was funny, and, like, I agreed so much with Mel B when she was like, I didn't want it to be over. I didn't want it to be over. And right. with, with comedians, they have 90 seconds, and that's such a hard time to deliver enough jokes. Like, whereas if someone's going to, you know, do a song, it's easier to sing in for 90 seconds or dance for 90 seconds and show what you've got, whereas comedy is something that slowly builds, Um, but the advantage that comedians do have is that their act starts from the second they walk on stage, and I've always said that, because if he can be witty and funny the second he gets out there, then that's when it starts, you know, like he has that advantage that he does technically have more time, Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved him, he's my favorite comedian in the show thus far, Um, not to like project my thoughts onto you, but what do you guys think of him? (laughs) Sorry. What do you think? Well, like I said before, I thought um, it was cut short again, but then when you mentioned it, they only have 90 seconds. For this portion of the show, they do. I mean, as as it goes on, I think it gets longer, but for the auditions, I think they have 90 seconds. Oh, okay. That I did not know. Um, Like, you know, then again, I did think he was funny, the whole Harvard thing. I think him and how we did have uh, some type of, uh, something in common. They're both Jewish, and I wanted to know what, how we thought about, like, hey, my, I have very, very strict Jewish parents that wanted me to go to Harvard, and then I told them, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how, how we, like, kind of could relate to something like that. Because Howie's a comedian as yeah. well, yeah. But, of course, this was hilarious. I got the jokes. It was uh, not kid-friendly, but no. it was adult <laughs> comedic and I'm glad we were able to see more. I think that he's someone that's like really put his like 10,000 hours in. Like I don't know if you guys have read the book Outliers but mm-hmm. if you put 10,000 hours into something you're supposed to be a genius at it like a prodigy whatever. Right. He's someone that performs three shows a night and does it in like he said pizza shops, bars, like wherever he gets stuff thrown at him. Like mm-hmm. If you put that much time and energy into something, like you're gonna get good at it. So right. I think he's tested a lot of his material to see what people respond to and so I'm excited to see what else he can bring. Because he obviously has a lot that works. Right. But also, like, when you're performing in pizza shops and, you know, just going for it, and you don't really care, you don't have that, you know, kind of um, prima donna, I'm not going to perform here because it doesn't have the name, I think it's just so much more, it's it's way better for you to kind of, like, practice your talent, 
hone in on it, and it just shows how much passion that person has. Yeah, like, you know this what I mean? is right. his calling. And, and the thing is, you never know. It doesn't matter if this comedic spot is the hottest spot. You know, you don't know where that some person, that producer, that that you know anybody could walk into a comedic spot find somebody at a regular pizza shop instead of a well-known place and then they're yeah. like hey i found you mm-hmm. at this place you're gonna be a big star i mean right. come to la every waiter that you see is more attractive <laughs> than the last because they're all actors and like that's how people get found you yeah. know yeah definitely. i mean even even down to like working here steven was waiting on maria and kevin and right. that's how we met them so like it's just being in the right place at the right time and exactly. it's it's awesome for harrison that he got to bring his talent to a big stage. So. And he's hilarious. I, I rarely laugh at the comedians on the show, but I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, he definitely yeah. got like a LOL out of me, so. Yeah, um, got a little lol. Uh, <laughs> next up was the Quiddlers. They're the Vegas group that did the Village People. Uh, this was different. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure if it was like offensive at all or like... <laughs> confusing. It, I mean, it was funny. It was comedy and, like, dance and, like, Vegas and, I, in my opinion, belongs to stay in Vegas wherever they're performing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? I thought this was so cool. At first, when I when they first came out, I was like, oh, great, we're going to do see somebody doing the YMCA. Yeah. How many times have we seen that before? But they brought something else, and I'm just curious where the rest of their bodies went. I was trying to analyze. Did you figure it out? No. Okay. They're in a black bag. Yeah, and it's their arms. It was their arms. They were like, they were like, had their arms and hands in the shoes, and then their legs went back, and they were kind of in like a black sleeping bag type right, of thing. I saw that, but it so was that was like from their like chest down was in the sleeping bag, and they kind of were like rolling around. Oh, okay, but they made it seem. It was like, very. I mean, they've been doing it for ten wait, plus years now. Yeah, so well, it was very. Chore- yeah, it was very well choreographed. I just want to know, like, did they make the suits themselves? Like, how did this idea come up? They were all just sitting there. Probably brainstorming and realizing. Someone was on drugs. Hey. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Someone was not doing anything. Well, it's funny because they came out and I'm like, mm, these guys are kind of hot. And then they like shrunk down and I was just like, well, this, this is new. This one, I think <laughs> that like if they if half of these acts are so talented and good, but they don't make the Vegas show. I mean, America's Got Talent goes up, should you know go on the road and just do tours. They did last year. You America's know? Got Talent. Well, because Grace Vanderwall won last year, yeah. and she was so young. Instead of doing a Vegas, it's like residency for her. They had like a bunch of the acts come back and perform with her. Yeah. So I think that that was a really good idea because I would totally go see like oh, yeah. Yeah. live. I, yeah, because yeah. like think about some of these acts. Like even back to like the Rollabola thing. Like that would be cool for me to see in person as part of like a show with all the other AGT stuff. Mm-hmm. If you think about like past acts like Sophie Dawson who we've actually had here but like shooting the bow and arrow with her foot with the fire blindfolded like contortioned like that's cool stuff and you want to see that as like part of a show or like Mm -hmm. I know she does like halftime shows but would that hold its whole own show in Vegas maybe not but like I love that they do it all together you know definitely Um, a new kind of circus yeah it Mm -hmm. is it's like a talent show but like with top quality talent. I mean, a lot of people are saying that the talent on this season of AGT is better than past seasons, and I don't know if that's because, like, Simon's really there. Last season was his first one on this show, but, like, now that he's there, he's, like, really curating for it and, like, making the show better, which is great. Um, My boy Simon, which no one agreed with us I know. on Shame. this poll. Everyone Anissa won. agreed with Anissa, which, you guys, I'm, I'm ashamed yeah. But I get it. But no, I don't get it. Because Simon Cowell <laughs> is attractive, and if you tell me for one second that if he wanted to date you that you wouldn't date him back, I don't believe you. Because if he came to me and was like, Danny, I think we should go on a date, I'd be like, 
here's my ring finger. He's like, probably thinking about you right now. He is. He's he actually is. He texted me. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll slid into your DM. Right? <laughs> me and Simon all the way with his like wife and child. It's okay. Anyway, um, uh, uh, sad about that poll, but you know I respect your guys' opinions. Um, up next, uh, the German. God, I'm going to mess this up. German Cornejos Dance Company, the Tango Fusion. Uh, it was a big group of them. There was, like, yeah. couples and not couples. Uh, who knows? Um, for me, this was just okay. And I will say that's because, like, I've seen way better dance groups, like salsa groups, if that's, you know, the, the genre they're putting themselves in on this show. Mm-hmm. I thought that they had some cool tricks and, like, there was, you know, great footwork. But it was nothing that, like, stood out to me where I would, like, pay money to go see them. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I couldn't do it myself, which is always cool to see. And it's fun to watch, but, like... Do I think that they could do that much more that would be, like, pulling tricks out of their sleeve? I don't know. I don't know. I really was entertained by this act a lot. I liked how every individual couple had their own thing where, like, they were focused on. Girls were spinning. I felt like this was, like, the 50s, but in tango version, the girls are flipping over the guy's back. There's Their, their legs are going this and that. It was pretty entertaining. I really liked it. I almost kind of see it as a traveling show, how people mm. have dance companies. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they already do, but, you know, mm. at a national level. Um, I was really intrigued. Uh, were they my favorite? Not gr- not so much. Um, I really loved, um, a few episodes back, the dance group with all the lights and the choreographed. Like, that's what intrigues yeah. me. You know what I mean? They were so cool something and so different. innovative. Yeah. Um, not that, Electric. You know, something they were yeah yeah tyra's golden buzzer exactly but um you know they're great and there's something great about you know combining all the classics and um it was fun to watch yeah yeah Yeah, it was fun um next up was another sort of dance singing situation it was mirror image so it was the two twins from pittsburgh and they did singing and dancing and like my whole thought the whole time that i was watching them i was like wow these two are just like very talented i feel like they need their own disney show together or something (laughs) like they were so in sync and can actually sing and actually dance um, I'm like surprised they haven't come on AGT before this just because I feel like they're like a duo that would totally do something like this right. um, they weren't necessarily my favorite or least favorite they were somewhere like in the middle of the pack but mm-hmm. they were definitely entertaining to watch yeah I could definitely see them on being being on some Disney or Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon yeah show. like having their own show yeah, yeah. or like even YouTube like, they could definitely maybe, be maybe on YouTube. they do you're honestly. right, right. Um, but I wish they would have harmonized a little bit more mm. not that I know anything about harmonization Fair. but um Instead of sounding like the same person, I wish I wish that they complemented each other a little bit more um, with the vocals. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, for me, they just, they're 16, right? 16-year-old kids? Yeah, they're young. So, I mean, what you see is what you get when, with that age. I like the singing, but I just did not like the dancing. I didn't like it. I was just like, okay, I don't get it. It's wasn't really I felt like it wasn't really choreographed correctly. It was kind of like gyrations. I felt honestly <laughs> honestly I felt that I was watching a talent show from a high school. Okay, that's fair. I do see where you're coming from that. That's what I said. Like they're somewhere in the middle of the pack, yeah. but I, I do think that some of the level of talent, like this is just not the same caliber as some of the other people we've seen on the show. Right. Um yeah, like in terms of dancing and singing, the group before them, like the um the dance group with the salsa like Mm -hmm. that was just so much more advanced even though it maybe didn't capture me in the same way that it did you guys like Uh it's still technically speaking i could see that that is you know definitely Mm -hmm. more advanced style um but yeah i could see what you mean with that like like you you know disney youtube something like that is like totally the perfect platform Mm -hmm. for those two so i hope someone finds them and is like snags those two up because they're fun 
Um, next up was Vispy and Team India. So this was weird. They had like the sword and basically used him as like a human cutting board for cucumbers. Uh, <laughs> like what? And why? Why is that a talent? Why is someone not stopping him? I know. And have there been accidents before? Were That's those Harrison's my- cucumbers? Maybe. From a sandwich? They might have been Harrison's, yeah. And, and That's where they went. They were tempting him to see if he really liked cucumbers yeah, or not. Seriously. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys... Th- I'm curious what you thought of this, because this was odd. This um, was different. I didn't like it at all. I'm a big fan of stunts. This one... It was impressive that he knew where to put the sword, and he was blindfolded. Um, but then again, not, because he ended up cutting him a few times. I think Mel was like, is that blood? Or one of the judges mm-hmm. saw blood. And obviously he was kind of getting sliced up a little bit. And it right. was touching his skin. So I wasn't particularly impressed. I wouldn't really like to see it again. It was cool. Um, it was dangerous. It was bad. But yeah, I like to see danger, but... Yeah, not not doing it for me. I feel like I was, it was like that app game, the ninja app. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fruit ninja. ninja. Fruit ninja. Like, such a good call. Yeah. Like, this... I like... I like this type of stuff, I like violence and swords and all this, right? you know. But this made me feel so uncomfortable to watch. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah, want I to watch this. Too. I feel like his... I was watching a bad episode of Jackass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where's Steve-O gonna come out and be like, just kidding. Just, we, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. actually hurt ourselves. Yeah. Right. Or, like, a Nitro Circus or yeah, Johnny right. Knoxville, well, something like that. But the thing is, yeah. these, like, I just didn't get it. What was the talent? The, anybody can do this, and then they say, "Don't try this at home." You really, you really think some someone's gonna do this oh, at home? Do it. Yeah, okay. but, you have to say that with the rollerballers, right? Too. Yeah, that's true. But this was not entertaining at all. This made judges it made me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, and then and then Howie was like, "You have blood on your forehead," and he's like looking down, and he goes, "Do you not know where your forehead is?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and maybe because he's been smacked in the head so many times. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, that's great. Scripts. There have been people in the past, like Stevie Starr was the professional regurgitator on this show, and like he did things that were really disgusting, like regurgitated like knives and full pieces of light bulb and food and things that were like obviously dangerous and gross and like cringeworthy that made me want to turn away. But also it was entertaining and funny and cool and different, mm-hmm. and I had never seen it anywhere before. So there's like a dichotomy between those two. Like this was weird, that was cool, they were both dangerous and gross. And unique in their own way, but like for some reason that worked and this didn't, you yeah. know. And so I see why they brought this to this platform if they thought maybe they are, they could be the new that. But like for right. some reason this just didn't take in the same way. Right. I think it maybe had something to do with like Stevie's stage presence. He was like so engaging and fun and made this into like a thing. I don't. I still don't know how he did it. Did you right. watch back then? No, not really. You I guys mean, have I to have look to him up on YouTube look. if you haven't watched it because he, he literally called himself the professional regurgitator. He's like the Scottish guy, and like the stuff he did was just beyond me. It's is his uh, esophagus okay? I'd probably not. Oh, okay. He would do this like weird thing where he would like <laughs> jiggle his stomach, and then all of a sudden, like it, he would put, put a key in his mouth and put a lock in his mouth and put a, like Heidi's wedding ring in his mouth, <gasps> and then s- swallow them all, and then the key then the wedding ring would come up on the lock, locked in. Like, it was amazing. And then he would then bring back up the key. Like, this guy's a magician, magic, my god. Like, it was See, very cool. There's a, a magic factor. There is a magic factor, but he would <laughs> yeah. also just like regurgitate like a, um, like gas, and then like <laughs> Soap and then would burp up bubbles full of air, like gas. Like, this guy was crazy cool. So, like, yes, there were things that were weird because he would swallow things that were dangerous, too. But, like, that was gross and weird, 
but in a different way than like smacking someone's face with a sword. <laughs> yeah, I almost, like, that was like almost a machete. Like, I wish it was fruit ninja. Like if he was throwing yeah, up lemons true. and cucumbers, and I would have been like, "That's so Ooh, cool." I that's try what I thought that. he They've was had doing this on yeah. the show before. They, a couple of seasons ago, they had kids, like little kids, three little like t- triplets or something, and they would put like celery in their mouth, and their brother would throw playing cards at them, and he would oh. be able to slice them. And, like they made it kind of far because it was really weird, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. And he was really good at it. So that was more like fruit ninja in like a PG level. This was like. Kind of weird, and the fact that he had like scotch, scotch tape, like yeah. I was on him. Like, it was like packing tape. What am I it was packing at? tape. Like, I was We've wasted <laughs> enough of our breath on them. I'm moving on. Yeah, like, yeah I agree. I'm giving I agree. them. I'm giving them what they want. I'm hey, not having any publicity. I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome <laughs> to them because that was weird. Um, next up was Danny Lowe and Oscar, the dad and son of all dad and sons. Like oh. these two. This is, like, no father-son bonding activity I've ever seen before. Like, some play baseball, like, some play catch in the yard, some go for a run. These two hold their legs like this <laughs> up in the air and flip each other around. Like, oh, my God, I love him for letting his son, like, live his dream and right. be who he is. Because right. some dads would be like, no, you're going to go do karate or something right. different. They force their kids. No, this was actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Really funny and cute. And they got a standing ovation. Yeah. This was like... It was different. I, I don't think they said... Did they say where they were from? No, they had access, but he goes, I love America. <laughs> That's all that matters. So cute. Oh my God, this was so fun. At first they were like all nervous because the way he could bend. This kind of reminds me, I think this kid, I feel like this kid did gymnastics. He's like Gumby. Yeah, like he started gymnastics and then he was like, I want, I saw my dad. My dad's my hero, which was so cute. So sweet. And I want to do what my dad does. And the fact that these two have a really cool bonding to do this, this kid, I feel like he just, like the dad was throwing him like he was a feather. It was great. And he has a lot of body control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the kid only weighs like 90 pounds, but... If that. I mean, but but not the dad. I'm talking more the son being able to like hold a pose that was like very challenging. It's more strength than I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, they were cool. Something different. Excited to see more from them. I feel like they probably have a lot of really cute costumes and whatever. Right. And like the mom and baby that were with them were so cute too. Like what a supportive, like beautiful, cute little family. Um, Love to see that on this stage. Very Mm -hmm. family friendly for a family friendly show. Definitely. uh, another dancer we saw was Kenyon, I think his name was. He did the dancing with the projection, which was really cool, and you have to be very, like, in sync and choreographed to do something like that. But I will say we have seen that on this show before. Yeah, yeah, we saw it a yeah. little bit ago with the twins. Yeah, yes. And it was kind of the same and, thing. But I feel like that, that was a really better cool. version of it. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't sure... If he was a twin at first, or if he was just solo, and yeah. then I, I was kind of confused because I was thinking back to that one, and I think that one was a lot more memorable. Not that easy this wasn't. Yeah, exactly. It was just it was it was so cool and like well choreographed and well thought out. Um, this one. It was really cool. It was good. But, I mean, we have seen acts like this, too, in past seasons. Like, right. this this is something that's, like, not new to the AGT stage. Mm-hmm. Like, Kenichi Ibina, who won, I think, season nine, he was a guy who did, like, robotic-style dancing, but also kind of incorporated, like, magic weirdly into it, but with those, so he'd, like, have the backgrounds, and then, like, something would come out and be real. Like, if there was a bird, then he would, like, have a bird. Like, it was crazy cool. Um, so this kind of felt like a version of that that just wasn't as impressive to me. Right. This, I was confused when I first saw this. Um, I thought he was giving us a story, but I felt like he wasn't giving us a story. I just felt like he was seeing dance moves. And the funny part was like, where's where's your brother? Where's your brother? Like, he, yeah. Simon legit thought that he was somebody else, mm-hmm. but 
it's actually a 3D, which was really cool. I never, it was cool. I, I never saw that, but still, I didn't get the story. Yeah, which is fair. You know, I mean, it was cool and definitely not something I could do, so right. it was still entertaining to watch, but, like, it just didn't feel like anything totally new and unique and different for the AGT stage, whereas, like, as much as I didn't want to watch someone get sliced with cucumbers, I have not seen that before, so <laughs> right. there you go. Fair all the power to them. Um, and then last but not least was Angelina Green, the 13-year-old singer who sang I'll Stand By You. Um, her parents like went through a pretty rough divorce, it seems, and uh, she used singing to get through that, and she was Heidi's golden buzzer. What did you guys think of her? I liked her a lot, and uh, when she sang, I was like, this, she has a lot of passion, for one, she is adorable. She kind of reminds me of like Miley Cyrus when she first started. Oh yeah, I can you know? see that. Like her she, smile was like her, yeah. yeah. They said her, her Heidi head. said her smile was infectious, and I agree. Yeah. It was very cute. And you know, I had a feeling that she was going to get the golden buzzer when they were talking to her at the end. I liked her voice. I'm excited for what else she's able to come like with music, whatever mm-hmm. songs. I really liked her. Um, they said that she had an old soul, which I really felt. She didn't seem 13. She seemed, no, she did seem more mature than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and her voice was amazing. Um, she can belt it. Um, I'm not saying that she didn't deserve a golden buzzer, and 100% she deserved you know to get all yeses to go all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It wasn't golden buzzer worthy for me. Yeah, me as well. I, I will say that I felt like if we were going to do a young, another young singer, like maybe like that Celine Tam, yeah, like was she was more, amazing. But but for me, this is where I'm frustrated right now. Um, I feel like aside from the dance group that Tyra gave it to, which was kind of an outlier even because Tyra shouldn't even have a golden buzzer, all four of the judges gave it to singers, young singers, which Grace won last year already. We had the 12 year old singer win the show. Not even six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, so to give all of the golden buzzers to exactly that feels a bit off to me because America's Got Talent is supposed to be so much more than just that. And yeah. I could think of acts that I saw um, that were worthy of the golden buzzer that weren't necessarily a singer, like some magicians. Some yeah. like we saw some crazy talented magicians, like Tom London. Is that his yeah. name? Like, where was his golden buzzer? Right. Um, so. I think that that's where my frustration is right now with this season thus far, um, is that we have The Voice, we have American Idol, we have all these singing shows, mm-hmm. we even have dancing shows, so like, where are the golden buzzers for people that don't have another platform? Like, the right, reasons why I watch this show is to see those obscure, fun, different acts that I can't see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's also like, I'm waiting for Simon, because Simon turns his head and listens and like... I'm trying, this sounds a little harsh, but I try not to judge only based off of the produced story, yeah. backstory yeah. that, you know, we yeah. see and see if they actually have the talent that, you know, would last. No, I agree. Last. I do the same. I do the so, same. So, while, yeah, she had amazing talent, I just, I agree with you. It's like, we're all these other acts. And not that I, I think it's a drag when the singers come on because some are so talented, they have amazing voices, but, you know, when the magicians come on or, you know, the stunts come on, I'm like, wow, I'm intrigued just because yeah. you don't see it all the time. So I agree. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I totally agree with you on that because when you watch Simon and when the group comes on, the singer comes on, he listens to it because he is a producer. He wants to know. And then with Howie Mandel, when the comedians come out, he focuses on the comedic side of the act and he gets it. Mel B, she likes everything, and Heidi Klum is very, like, iffy about things, and they're all different, but with her, 
I don't think she deserved the golden buzzer, but I do believe she should be going through Yeah, the I mean, I have no problem with her having the like, golden buzzer fine. in the sense that, like, she's an extremely talented yeah. young woman, and I think she is well-deserving of, like, the fame that will come of it. Right. And, like, because her version of this song almost brought me to tears. Like, it was a yes. really powerful mm-hmm. version of this yes. song. But I don't think it was any less or more powerful than Mike Young's Righteous, um, Righteous Brothers cover from the oh, Ghost movie. Really you know, so I think... Yeah, I, I don't think that this stood out from the crowd in the way that... When I watch a Golden Buzzer, nine out of ten times, like, I cry. Because, right. like, it is an emotional moment. Like, you feel it with that person. Like, the, the the young woman that Simon gave it to who was deaf that was the singer, like, by all means, yeah. she deserved that. And yeah. I was feeling it, and I was with her in that moment. But, like, I didn't have the same emotional connection here that I did to that. Yeah, right. well, it's almost scary because you don't... These Golden Buzzers, you feel the emotions that they're going through. You're so ecstatic and, like... You don't want it to kind of be downplayed by just kind of handing it over. Yeah, and I feel like Heidi maybe, like, you know, connected with this act and, like, on a personal level and, like, saw something in her and, like, maybe, you know, she reminded her of, like, herself or her kids or something, you know what I mean, where she just connected with her, like, like you do with certain acts. Like, there are certain singers that you just connect with as an artist to to fan. And so maybe Heidi had that connection and she had her buzzer to give. And I'm not, like, judging her choice. I'm just saying, across the board, we do have a lot of similarity and you know, going forward, so that means our, our out of our live show already, five of them are just going to be singers, so the ones that are good yeah. singers that didn't get a golden buzzer, I feel like aren't going to get to go that far, because right. this isn't a singing show. They do have to keep some sort of variety, and so so people like, you know, Celine, or Mike Young, or other talented singers that I've seen throughout this process may not make it as far, because we have five automatically already in the lives. Right. right. You know? I agree. So there's there's a discrepancy I have there because do I think that those are the five best? I mean, even someone, I mean, obviously he won't be going, but Brandon Rogers, yeah. where was his golden buzzer? He right. sang and he was just as good. So someone like him, even if he was able to go through, maybe wouldn't have been able to make it as far because of the, you know, locked-in singers right. already down the road. You know, I, don't, I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I don't like when they show us a sad story. I agree. Like... For me, I have a sad story, and I just told you guys before we got in my right. situation, what I have going with my, you know, phys- you know, physically and everything. But I'm not going to come on to here or anywhere else and tell people, oh, my God, come like, um, come like us because of what I have or, right. you know, rate us, give us five stars. Well, give us five stars on iTunes anyways. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to tell no, us. I see so, what you, you know mean. what I mean? Because everyone that's is facing what, a battle. Everyone and, has their own problem, yeah. their situation they're going through. She's 12, 13 years old. Her parents are going to, uh, through a divorce. It is sad in its own way, but she's not the only one who's yeah. in, has, in that situation. Yeah. And some people deserve, like you guys said, some people that have talent deserve the golden buzzers. I don't want to see another singer go through I almost a feel buzzer. like I want to see the story after I see the act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want to go in exactly. unbiased. Like, yes. I don't have a problem with seeing their stories and where these people come from because in some cases, like... Last season, there was, like, a group of five singers who had been in, like, a really... Grew up in a really hard neighborhood, and they came together, and, like, drugs, you know, were, like, on the outskirts, but they came together with music, and it was, like, really beautiful, and I loved seeing that story, and I do think that, like, there is an emotional connection to these artists and the show and these acts in general, and so people do want to, like, be able to connect with these people, and and their story does allow them to do that, but I almost wish, you know, the judges and us both Mm -hmm. saw that 
in like a post package to like right. you know here is the act we're gonna get them on stage and then after be like you know and this is what they faced and challenges they had to go through to right. get here and right. like look how you know what I mean because like you still want to connect with them on that level uh-huh. but I I do feel like I find myself even feeling biased because I'm like oh my god like this yeah. poor baby it's like how are they not you know? giving it to them they have this going on in their yeah, lives but they, they really but the, deserve this but then and... if you find someone like you know the the act that Tyra gave it to you know, just because they didn't overtly say what was going on in their lives, who knows what they had to overcome, you yeah, know, to right. be able to do that. And, and so that's a situation when the judges ask them, okay, where are you from? Why are you here? Right. And I notice a, a lot of contestants always say, why are you here? Oh, this is the best show, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like a lot of contestants are saying the same thing about that. But with, like you guys said before, let's give it to somebody who definitely has right. talent. These singers are great. They do have talent. But America's Got Talent, I feel... That it's about people who are trying to be in Vegas. Yeah, I agree. And Vegas is, is not a child's playground. No, it's the, an adult's know, playground. My my thought on all of this is that this is just like a sign that The Voice needs to lower the age of the people that are allowed on that show. Because if you think about it, like, someone like her, if The Voice allowed... I mean, actually, they did just allow their first 13-year-old this season. But, like, that's the space for her. You know what I mean? Oh, like the I voice, see what you're saying. The Voice, if they had lowered the age, because I think they just did, but it was, like, 16 before. But I think now you can be younger. But, like, they couldn't go on that platform, so I was okay with them being on AGT right. because they didn't right. have anywhere else to go. But now that they can go on a show like that, I almost feel like that's the space for them more than, right. than this because it's almost an unfair playing field because you have much more of an emotional connection to music than you do to uh, someone on a unicycle uh-huh. but like or like dancing animals yeah. but like the chicken joke you is just oh as God, cool yeah so like there are some really cool acts yeah. like that that like obviously you don't emotionally connect with <laughs> on the same way right. but you know I mean but that's AGT and that's television and, you know yeah. whatever and I think if anything they should always you know if anything happens in the future they should do Americans Kids Got Talent they do they have uh, little big shots, or and like you said about the voice having it yeah, being younger. younger yeah. They have the kids' voice, but in different countries. That's true. Lavos kids. Yeah, yeah I love watching that's that. true. Um, but uh, yeah, they do have little big shots, but that's like not a competition. So I agree. And even so, you think you can dance did a, a kids' version as well, oh, and okay. it was really successful. So yeah, I think that maybe having a voice for kids would be cool. Yeah. We'll pitch it to Mark Burnett and see if he calls us. <laughs> In America. Yeah. Um, here first. Yeah, true. Um, okay, so let's pick, like, what's your favorite act from tonight that you just totally see going through to the to the live shows? If you could pick one from tonight's uh, The YMCA group. guys. You love them. Yeah. Oh, like, were, I, I think, I feel like they the gave. Quiddlers. Yeah, I feel like they have more to give than just that. Um I feel like they definitely have tricks up their sleeve. Exactly. I feel like they have their they have their own warehouse somewhere with so many like stuff that they have in there. So they're like, okay, let's bring this out today or something. So uh, one thing I kind of want to uh, mention about the woman being on the pole. To, on uh, she was a teacher. She was an administration teacher. And then she was like in the bikini and she oh, was like yeah, doing yeah, yeah, the yeah. pole. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um. What about you, Liza? Who do you see going far? Okay, so I want to give a special shout-out to my boy, Mike Young. Yeah, he was um, great. He was amazing. Yeah. But the person that I think that's going to go all the way, he had charisma, he had the jokes. I think it's Harrison Greenberg. Yeah, I thought I he was so funny, and I honestly, it's hard to come across 
an actual, like an actual funny comedian these days. I don't know about you, but I don't laugh that easily at people, I mean, and I, I do, thought but... he was hilarious. <laughs> I would like go see his stand up. Yeah, show. like definitely. if he was like doing stand up like at the comedy store in LA, I'd be first in line because I, agree. I think he is really funny. Um, he's quick. Yeah, he really is. Um, he was my pick as well. I, I just like really connected with him. Um, but someone I would like to see more from um, is Danilo and Oscar, the father son, because I was just like yeah. so entertained by them and thought that that was such a cool vibe between father and son because I feel like there's such a it's so cool to see someone just like breaking down those barriers and walls and boxes that we put people in like father and son should be playing sports together like no if they want to dance and do acrobatics together you bet your ass that they're going to be dancing and doing acrobatics together and all the power to them and I loved it it's so much I feel like not that not to sound like anti-feminist but it's so much like women do whatever you want and women go play football women like no if a boy wants to dance he better dance too and if he yeah. wants to hold his legs spread up in the air like <laughs> I want him to do that so right. it goes both ways so I um it makes me excited. question damn I he I should do that be, I should be doing I know, that I should be stretching <laughs> right now um but yeah my favorite was for sure Harrison Greenbaum uh if you are straight, call me, because <laughs> we're not sure. I'm sure we'll find out more about that later as the show goes on. Um, but if they want to continue the conversation with you guys on social media about any of these acts, where can they find you? Well, my name is Anissa Barr. Once again, um, you can find me on the World Wide Web at Anissa Barr with three R's at the end. Hey, guys, and thanks for listening to us tonight. You can find me on Instagram at Liza.Rubin. And I'm Danny Golub. You could find me everywhere at Danny Golub. It's been fun. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.